Grace, mercy, and peace are yours through faith in the redemption and cleansing from sins in Christ Jesus our Lord. As Pastor mentioned, today is our final message in a three-week series on Reformation, and we're considering how we stand through faith in Christ alone. As I approach Romans chapter 3, I'm forced to do a little bit of self-reflection. I think the section or the verse in this section, which you probably know best, is all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And as I reflect on my life, I must say that this is all I can claim for myself. Is this sin and this falling short? And how is it then that I stand here in grace? How is it that my life is not just in the gutter? If all I can bring is sin. The faith that we have gives us redemption from the power of those sins. Cleanses us from their guilt and from their filth. So that now the power of God can define our lives. Now this faith in which we stand, I must say, is the defining characteristic of my life. And by it, I stand before you and you sit before me. And this, this fact, as I try to wrap my head around my short life, I again come to Romans, and Paul wants to blow the doors off of it and put us into context with all of salvation history. The whole thing from beginning to end. He says, right here, in perfect continuity with God's saving ways throughout all of history. We have nothing to do with it. And man throughout all of history, if he had anything to do with it, it would have turned out differently. But here we are in the grace of Christ because God has the reins. Listen once more. But now... Apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testify. The righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ 
God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. Do you hear Paul putting it in context? Apart from the law, to which the law and the prophets testified, this redemption, this atoning sacrifice, these are all pictures that Paul is tying up with what we know of Old Testament salvation. And they proclaim to us the same truth. That God is responsible. Ahira stood with his back to the sea. His children and his wife crowded behind him. As the sound grew and all eyes were fixed on the horizon. The dust began to rise and fill the sky. The slave driver was coming back for his slaves. They had made it out of Egypt. But now they were pinned in between this great body of water and the slave masters who they just had been released from. Fear rose up as the sound of Pharaoh's army grew louder and complaining. Is it because there were no graves in Egypt? Why did you bring us out here into the desert if it's just to die? And God said, just be still. You don't have to do anything. Just stand and watch how I will deliver you from your enemies. And Moses lifted up his hands over the water. And a new sound of a gracious wind blowing dry land where there was no path before. God paved a way of salvation. Ahira stood on the other side of the sea, now looking where they had just come through. And the only thing to be seen there were the corpses and the horses and the chariots, which once threatened their lives, now gone forever, totally destroyed. What did they have to do with that salvation? God displayed his power for his chosen people and they did nothing. This is what Paul alludes to in the redemption of Christ. In this picture provided by the law, God shows us what the fullness of salvation by faith would look like. It looks like redemption from slavery. Destruction of all enemies. The slave driver. Wiped out forever. 
this redemption is God's work. And the faith that we have looks to that redemption and has it free of charge. This was not God creating one nation in Christ. This was God redeeming the entire world. The lesser to the greater. The, temp the temple sanctuary was hushed as the fire was kindled on the altar and the animals for the sacrifice were selected. The high priest had washed and put on the holy garments. And now came the big moment which only happened once a year where God would cleanse his people when that high priest would enter the most holy place and scatter the blood on the atonement cover throughout the temple on the, the altar and by that blood would declare his people free from their sin. But what does the blood of bulls and rams have the power to do? I have to imagine that maybe it crossed the high priest's mind. That maybe there was a shred of fear in his heart, remembering the history. For just before God instituted this day, when the fire had fallen from heaven and consumed that first offering, shortly thereafter it had also consumed two of Aaron's sons for bringing incense which God had not authorized. And as that priest approached the most holy place with just a bowl of blood and some incense, I have to wonder if he, he felt a little naked. Even though he's wearing the holy garments, even though he's doing what was according to God, it required faith. And that blood, by God's promise and by God's grace, did what he promised. And God preserved his dwelling place among his people. This is the second picture that Paul brings into mind, calling Christ the atoning sacrifice. But this was not just the cleansing of one people or a temple among that one people. This is God showing publicly to the world, not in a hidden holy of holies, but out on a hill, the blood that would cleanse us from our sins. 
The blood that cleanses us just by faith. There is nothing we have to do. That offering has been made. That blood has been spilt. And that promise has been fulfilled. In Christ is the culmination of all of God's saving activity throughout all history. And by faith, we become participants. That redemption is ours. That cleansing is ours. And the life that now lives in us is not our own but the one who worked the salvation for us. Christ took the punishment that our sins deserved because he had to. In order for God to be just and the justifier of sinners, the sacrifice had to be made. And it couldn't just be bulls and goats and sheep. But it had to be the priceless blood of God's own son. Declared to be his son by his resurrection from the dead. Through his redemption. Through his blood. By the faith he's worked in our hearts. We now live and we'll live with him forever. It is by faith you have been saved, not from your works, but from the work of God himself. And that means that it cannot be taken away from you. If you had some part in bringing it about, then you could have some part in destroying it. But because it is God's work, and because it is His life now at work in you, it is yours forever, and it will never end. This faith is a grand thing, a thing that tries to lay hold of all human history and eternity. A thing by which God gives us himself. And may he preserve us in that faith to life everlasting. Amen. We pray. Heavenly Father, we come humbly and confidently before you, sprinkled in the blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ. We praise and thank you for this faith which you have worked in our hearts, through which you have given us the redemption from sins, through which you have cleansed us and declared us righteous in your sight. Strengthen and keep us in that faith. Help us encourage one another to stay strong in that faith. To always look to you for our life and our forgiveness. In the blessed name of your son we pray.
Amen.